0: say, a childhood of growing up abused, or the effects on a minority people when the symbols of the majority shout domination and menace. We are always shadowed by the threat of other humans harming us. If that were solely the way things are, violence would be an easy problem to approach intellectually. AIDS, unambiguously bad news, eradicate. Alzheimer's disease, same thing. Schizophrenia, Cancer, malnutrition, flesh-eating bacteria, global warming, comets hitting Earth, ditto. The problem, though, is that violence doesn't go on that list. Sometimes we have no problem with it at all. This is a central point of this book. We don't hate violence. We hate and fear the wrong kind of violence, violence in the wrong context, because violence in the right context is different. We pay good money to watch it in a stadium. We teach our kids to fight back. We feel proud when, in creaky middle age, we manage a dirty hip check in a weekend basketball game. Our conversations are filled with military metaphors. We rally the troops after our ideas get shot down. Our sports team's names celebrate violence. Warriors, Vikings, Lions, Tigers, and Bears. We even think this way about something as cerebral as chess, Kasparov kept pressing for a murderous attack. Toward the end, Kasparov had to oppose threats of violence with more of the same. We build theologies around violence, elect leaders who excel at it, and in the case of so many women, preferentially mate with champions of human combat. When it's the right type of aggression, we love it. It is the ambiguity of violence that we can pull a trigger as an act of hideous aggression or of self-sacrificing love that is so challenging. As a result, violence will always be a part of the human experience that is profoundly hard to understand.